You are listening to the teaching podcast of Praise Community Church in Mason City, Iowa. For more information about our church, please visit praisecc.org. So this coming Wednesday night, March 4th, uh, we're going to begin a five-week study on the goodness of God. And it's going to be a study that uh, is a DVD curriculum by Bill Johnson. Bill's the pastor of the uh, Bethel Church in Redding, uh, California. We're going to start at 6 o'clock with kind of a complimentary meal. You don't need to bring anything. Just show up. Uh, We're going to have uh, just a a meal planned for you uh, beginning at 6 o'clock. At 6.30, we'll kind of go into the study. We should be done by 7.30. and uh, we will have uh, a program for kids pre-school through um, sixth grade. And so uh, if you're interested uh, in coming for the meal, be here at 6. If you uh, are for, want to forego the meal, you're not interested in the meal, just come here at 6.30 uh, for the study. There's no cost uh, for any of this. Um, and so we want to just make sure that you're aware we're going to be beginning that uh, this coming Wednesday. I've uh, been kind of prepping, uh, going through it. It's a phenomenal study. I mean, it's just going to be phenomenal. Um, and you will, you will see the goodness of God in, in a whole different way. You'll see, uh, Bill kind of says in the, in the study, uh, he's, he's better than you think. God is good. He's better than you think. Um, and, and he's absolutely right on that. You know, Galatians 5.22 is one of the places where, where we find that word goodness. It's a fruit of the Spirit. In other words, it's a work that the Holy Spirit wants to do in each one of us. Uh, it is not a work that we can do in ourselves, of ourselves, by ourselves. It is, it is a work that God wants to do in us that we simply welcome that, we invite that, we cooperate with what God is wanting to do in us. And one of those things that God is wanting to lavish upon us is his goodness. He's wanting us to taste and to see that he is good. He's better than you think. Um, and so we're going to um, really look into um, that. Interestingly, that word uh, goodness or good, it really kind of comes from an Anglo-Saxon word that really kind of has the same connotation as God. Now, what's interesting about this is if you take the word God out of good, you have a big fat zero, nothing, nada. You, know, you cannot have goodness without God. He is the essence of goodness, you may remember in, uh, I, I believe it's in Mark, uh, when the young rich ruler comes to Jesus and he says, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus responds to him and he says, why do you call me good? He says, there is no one good but God. And so in order to really understand good, you gotta look at God. He is the source of all goodness. And there's no way to understand, to really experience, to taste and see how good God really is because he is the one and only source of goodness. We cannot do it apart from him. Another way to understand goodness is goodness is personal godliness lived out in a very practical, in a meaningful way. I was recently reading through the book of Acts and the apostle Paul made a very, very interesting observation in Acts 14 beginning in verse 16, and he he says, he says, in the past, God permitted all of the nations to go their own ways, but, this is one of those great buts of God, but he never left them without evidence of himself and his goodness. Isn't that good? 
He's never ever left us without evidence of himself and his goodness. And then I love this next portion of scripture, this next verse, because Paul doesn't just make that statement, but he goes on and he gives an example of that evidence of his goodness. Verse 17, he says, for instance, God sends you rain and good crops and gives you food and joyful hearts. That's the evidence, that's the manifestation of God's goodness. A lot of those things we kind of just take for granted. A lot of those things, we, we, we don't give a second thought. But there are so many ways God's goodness has been imparted to you. And he kind of just gives you some examples of this. So again, not only has God given us food to sustain our bodies, we need food to live, right? But in, in his goodness, God's given you and I taste buds so that we can really enjoy the variety of foods that we're eating. Now, again, we, we don't think about that when we're eating, and we go, wow, that's really good. But what we're saying is, again, we're attributing that, God, you're good because you made this good. You've made this so I can enjoy this. When you're outside and you see a beautiful sunrise or a beautiful sunset, again, it's God's goodness being manifested and evidenced to you. I think of, you know, every time you go into the closet to, to put clothes on, again, it, it's evidence of God's goodness to you. Every time you wake up in the morning fully rested and ready to go into another day, again, it's that, that's the goodness of God. And so, again, we oftentimes, we don't recognize those. We, we just take those things for granted. But again, God wants to draw our attention back to that and to say, you experience my goodness all the time. So beginning this coming Wednesday night, I want you to just join me as we're gonna study uh, together the goodness of God. And I'm just gonna give you one nugget from, from session one, Bill shares, uh, just to whet your appetite. And, and here's what he says, when God reveals himself as good, it is never just to boost our intelligence, it's not to help us with our doctrinal conviction. Every revelation of his goodness is an invitation to encounter him. That's that candlelight dinner for two. It's that invitation. Every expression of God's goodness to you, it's an invitation of God saying, will you come to me? Will you encounter me? So, anybody know how John Wimber spelled faith? Anybody know that one? Anybody know how John Wimber spelled faith? John Wimber was the guy who founded the Vineyard Church. I didn't know this, I just learned this a couple of weeks ago. I thought it was pretty interesting. Yes, R-I-S-K. That's how John Wimber spelled faith. Risk. Faith is risking to trust that God is who he says he is. It's risking and trusting that God will do what he says he will do. Again, a lot of times we, we say we believe that, but we're really not willing to risk that. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not a big risk taker. Matter of fact, a lot of things that I do, you know, I'll measure risk in it. 
And if it's too risky, I'm not interested. I, I'm, I'm just not a risky person. I, at least I don't, I don't perceive myself to be a risky person. And, and, you know, there's good elements about that. There's, you know, bad elements about that. One of the bad elements is, is that I, I tend not to want to take a lot of risk with God. I tend to not want to take a lot of risk in my role as a pastor, as a shepherd, as a leader. But again, I, I believe there's, there's truth in that, that, that faith is spelled R-I-S-K. And so one of the things that I've really just been really just bringing before the Lord and just, just laying it down is just, I just want to, I want to be able to take more risk. I want to just be able to show up on Sunday morning, and, and um, I want to have something planned. I, I want to have something ready to go, but I also want to just be open. That God, if there's something you're wanting to do, God, if there's a direction you want to go uh, this morning that, that wasn't on my radar um, earlier in the week, then I, I just want to, I want to be able to risk being okay with that. And so, uh, for me, that's just part of where uh, my journey is taking uh, me um, in this role. Now, again, I'm not, I don't like risk. Um, nothing would thrill my heart more than if all of you came up and said, don't do that. <laughs> but you won't. I already tried that. So, I want to just, I, 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 um, Jesus said, uh, I, I believe one of the keys to Jesus' overwhelming success in ministry, there, were, are, there are a lot, but I, I want to just share with you one that I think was really, really key. And, and it kind of comes out of John 5, 17, and here's what Jesus said, my father is always working. My father is always working. Jesus says there's never ever a time that God is not at work doing something somewhere. I believe God is at work here. God is up to something. Part of the risk for me and part of the journey for me, part of the discernment for me, part of, of, of wanting to uh, begin to merge into that is what are you doing? Where are you working? How are you working? And then how do I come alongside of that? How do I begin to cooperate with that? How do I begin to work with you in what you're doing? So God is always at work. And I believe God is here this morning and he is at work. So this week, that's really kind of just been the position of my heart is, okay, God, you're at work. You're doing something. And, and so I'm just open this morning, um, and so here's what, I, here's what I feel like God wants to do this morning, and I'm gonna just teach for a few moments on this, and then uh, we're just gonna allow God to kind of begin to do some ministry. Um, the thing that God spoke to me very, very clearly this week is that there are desires of the heart in this place this morning. There are strong yearnings, there are strong desires in hearts here this morning. And God wants to do uh, two things. First, God wants to remove the desires that are not of him. He wants to remove those. He wants to take those away. 
and then he wants to fulfill the desires that are of him. Let me just, uh, let me just give a couple of scriptures and then um, we'll see where God wants to go with that. Uh, Psalm 37 says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desire. Delight yourself in the Lord. Now, how do we do that? Well, part of the way that we delight ourselves in the Lord is we recognize his goodness. And, 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 I, and I talked about that leading into that. When we begin to recognize God's goodness and the ways that God's goodness is being expressed to us, when, when, when we feel forgiven, that is evidence of his goodness. When you were taking communion this morning and you, and you were taking that bread, his body that was broken for you, and part of the breaking of, that, of his body was for your healing. That, that's God's goodness to you. When God heals you, that is a manifestation of his goodness to you. And when you take that cracker, which, which represents his broken body, and you dip that in the juice, that is the representation, it is a symbol of his blood. And he said, this blood is poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Every time we experience that forgiveness of sin, it is a manifestation of God's goodness to you and I. And when we just begin to thank God and we just begin to feast on and we just begin to focus on, on God's goodness, on God's mercy, his mercies are new each day. When we start to just focus upon the faithfulness of God, the, the kindness of God, when, when we just start focusing and feasting on, on who God is, who God reveals himself to be in his word, when we just kind of start to recognize and we kind of just start to give thanks and we're celebrating all of these areas of God where his goodness is being manifested in us, you know what we're doing? We're delighting in the Lord. We're rejoicing in what God has done, is doing, and will continue to do. And so he says, when we kind of begin to delight ourselves in the Lord, when we just begin to, to express gladness for what God is doing, for who God is, again, we're delighting ourselves in the Lord. And then he says what happens uh, in that the promise is, is that take delight in the Lord and and. There's a promise to that. When we're doing that, it says he's gonna grant to us the desires of his heart. Now, I, I just know my heart, so I'm just gonna talk about my heart. There are times where in my heart, I have things that are a fleshly desire that are not of God. And there are times where I have heart desires that are of God. And so simply what I would ask God to do is just remove those desires within me that are not of you and fulfill those ones that are of you. And I believe that's what God wants to do this morning. I believe that there are some of you here, many of you here this morning, there is at least one desire of your heart. There is, there is something that if you could ask God for, if there was something God could do for you this morning, 
That is the desire of your heart. And, and the Bible says when you and I, when we delight in the Lord, part of what he wants to do in response to that is he just wants to fulfill the desire of your heart. Um, Isaiah, let me, let me just read a little bit out of the book of Isaiah. Isaiah 58, um, verse six. Is, is this not the fast that I have chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness? Man, that, that may be, there, there may be a desire here this morning for some of you to have, there, there may be areas of wickedness in you. There may be areas in your life this morning that are displeasing to God and they're displeasing to you but you feel like they have more control over you than you have over them. God wants, to, God wants to remove that. He wants to free you. He wants to break the bonds of wickedness. Any addiction in here this morning, uh, other than addicted to Jesus, is, is a bond that needs to be broken. And, and God's here to do that this morning. To undo the heavy burden. Man, some of you are carrying heavy burdens this morning. I, uh, I, I try to look at the, the prayer cards that get turned in um, every week and, and, and pray for those. Um, and and I, I know that there's some of you are sharing some heavy burdens um, in there. God wants to lift that. He wants to free you. That, that, again, that's a manifestation of his goodness. And, and when, when God does that, guess what? You're gonna begin to delight in him. Man, God is good. He's better than I thought. To let the oppressed go free. and that you break every yoke. He goes on to say, is it not to share your bread with the hungry? And if you gave to the food bank this morning, man, you're sharing your bread with the hungry. And not hide yourself from your own flesh. It means that place of self-denial. Nothing wrong with me, I'm good. <laughs> no, you're not. There's only one Jesus said that's good, and that's God. Don't hide your flesh from yourself. Now, that's all kind of the heavy stuff, the tough stuff. Now, now listen to what he says. When you'll, when you'll do that, when you'll allow him to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free. If you're oppressed here this morning and, and, and God sets you free in this place this morning, if you're sharing your bread with the hungry, He says, you bring to your house the poor who are naked and cast out and not hide yourself again from your own flesh. And then verse eight, then, 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 then. There's an order to this. Then he says, your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily and your righteousness shall go before you, and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. And you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry, and he will say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the, and again, this is, this is for us, the pointing of the finger, that is the finger of accusation, it is the finger of judgment, it is the finger of condemnation, it is the finger of guilt, it is the finger of accusation, 
We gotta remove that. If you will take away the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness, if you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness and your darkness shall be as the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones and you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. From those among you shall build the old waste places. You shall raise up foundations of many generations and you shall be called repairer of the breach." That's powerful. And restorer of streets to dwell in. Verse 14, then, 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 then. There's an order to this. Then, you shall delight yourself in the Lord. And I will cause you to ride high on the hills of the earth and free you with the heritage of Jacob, your father. Uh, another translation says, uh, I will give you great honor and satisfy you with the inheritance I promised to your ancestor Jacob. I, the Lord, have spoken. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he's gonna give you the desires of your heart. And those desires that are not from him this morning, God wants to, to, to release you from that. There's an oppression in that. There is a heaviness in that. There is a burden when we are carrying desires in our heart that are not from God. Those will, th those will weigh us down. Those are gonna get in the way of our relationship with God. It's gonna, it's gonna interfere with us being able to connect with him in, in the way that God wants to connect with us this morning. And so God's here this morning in his goodness and his kindness and his mercy and his gentleness. He wants to remove those desires that are not of him and those desires that are of him. God wants to grant the desires of your heart this morning. Those desires that are of him. So here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna invite the worship team back up on the platform. The one thing that God made very, very clear to me this morning, and this is, this is I'm not saying that this is a kingdom principle, that this is how God always works. Um, I just know it's how God wants to work this morning in this place. If it's unspoken, it's unanswered. Okay? If it's unspoken this morning, God just simply says it'll be unanswered. How do you spell faith? Are you willing to risk stepping out and, and trusting and believing this morning that God wants to grant the desires of your heart this morning? And see, where some of you are gonna, are, are gonna get a little uneasy about this is, is because you don't think you deserve it. You're looking back at the past week and you're just kind of thinking, yep, I, yeah, God's the last person that wants to do anything good for me. That, that is, that's a lie from the enemy. God is nothing but good. God can do nothing but good. And it's not about your goodness. It's not why God is good, because you're good. We're good because he's good. And he's good even when we're not any good, when we're no good. 
He's always good. And his heart, his desire, his passion is always, always, always towards you. He always sees the potential in you. He sees the struggles, but he sees the potential, and that's what he's after this morning. And so this morning, I'm just going to, again, just ask if you've got a desire of your heart here this morning. And I, uh, there's some of you here this morning that, man, the desire of your heart would be restoration of a marriage. I'm thinking of somebody this morning that shared that on a prayer card uh, last week. You know, as, as I read that, they kind of just talked about and shared that struggle of, uh, of, uh, of marriage falling apart. That, I, I know that's not of God. Um, and, and so I, I, just, I, I just really begin to pray into that, and I just really begin to believe for that person that, that, uh, that God's not done with that. And, that. and that may be a desire of your heart this morning. You're just afraid to speak that out because you're afraid that maybe God won't and, and I'm here to tell you, God's good. God's good, and he's for you. So I just, whatever that is this morning, whatever that desire is, it, it, it may be for a job this morning. It may be for finances this morning. There's just, there, there's a desire. Maybe it is, again, for you're struggling with an addiction. And the desire of your heart is, God, I just want freedom from that. And that, that's, a, that's a desire God can move on. That's a desire God wants to release you into. It's to not have that struggle, not have that oppression. So this morning, I just want to just whatever uh, that is. I know, I know some of you, uh, you're, 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 uh, God's reconciling relationships. That, and that's been a desire of your heart. And, and uh, I know some of you this morning that, that maybe there's just a desire in your heart to be reconciled with some people uh, that, that you're not speaking to. And, and we just want to release that um, this morning. So what I'm going to just, uh, what we're going to do again is uh, just two things that, that I, again, I feel like God wants to do here this morning. Remove the desires that are not of him to fulfill the ones that are. So again, if it's unspoken, it's unanswered. So I'm going to just ask those of you that want to pray for people this morning just to come up, um, be here. Uh, I'll be here uh, to pray for you this morning, and I'm just going to ask, and, and I just want you to know, whatever you tell anybody up here in the prayer line, uh, it goes no further. We don't get together afterwards and talk about, you know, who said what, who asked for what. Uh, what what set, is set up here stays up here. So we want you to feel the freedom to be able to come and, and again, to, to risk uh, vulnerability, to risk, you know, maybe some exposure. Um, we just want you to know that, uh, that we just want to be able to pray into that this morning, and I, I believe that's why God has said uh, to speak it out this morning. So uh, if you're wanting to be a part of the, of the uh, prayer uh, team this morning that just is praying for people, uh, just feel free to come up. Uh, if you're here this morning and, and there is a desire on your heart this morning, uh, just come up and we're going to pray for you uh, this morning. Father, again, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for your goodness this morning, Father. We thank you, Lord, that when we delight ourselves in you, Father, 
Your word says, Lord, that, that, that part of that benefit, part of uh, the return, the promise on that is, God, is that you will grant to us the desires of our heart this morning. And God, like, like all of us in this room this morning, God, there are desires that we carry in our heart, God, that are from you and those that are not from you. And God, we just, we want to be able, again, to just be open to, to be willing, God, to allow you to remove the things that are not of you and, God, begin to maybe give birth to some desires here this morning that are from you. That, God, you're, you're, you go above and beyond anything we can think or imagine in this place this morning. And so, Father, we, I just believe, Lord, that there may even be some things you want to begin to speak into hearts here this morning, God, that are your desires that maybe we haven't thought of, that God, you just wanna, you wanna speak that into some people uh, here this morning. So Father, we just, we, we just open ourselves to you right now. And we thank you, God, for what you're doing in this place. That you love us. That you're for us, not against us. And Father, we thank you, Lord, that, that again, you, you, you want to do a work in our heart and our life this morning, Father, and, and, and we just want to be open to that. We want to welcome that. We want to we receive that this morning. So we just thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more information about Praise Community Church, including gathering times and events, please visit us at praisecc.org.